0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Pint Football, where much like Auckland City at the Club World Cup, we are consistent in our attendance, but not in our quality. I am Daz Napton, the part-time plumber trying desperately not to lose the Brazilian winger I'm supposed to be marking. And with me, as always, it's today's co-host, Tom, a man who has been getting in the starting lineup far too long.
0: Nepotism! Here
1: we go. So we're back within the mix, and... Amongst all of our football strangest stories, every so often we do come back to one of our most favoured highlights of the pod, which is where we stupidly challenge each other to find an interesting, hilarious or just generally weird story from every country in the world. And we are slowly but surely ticking them off with a real big struggle. Today, it's Tom's turn. And who have you got a story from?
0: Well, Daz, I have a story from Andorra. It's uh, another micronation for old Tom. (laughs) Not making it easy for me.
1: No, considering I had South Korea last time, which there was about 20 stories to pick from without even researching. Hmm. Uh, Well,
0: this one's slightly kinder than Tuvalu. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. So, bit of Andorran background. Uh, The country is nestled in the crevice, if you will, of Spain and France. It has a population of 77,543 people. So, roughly the same as Tamworth. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, another of Europe's whipping boys, they rank only above San Marino, Liechtenstein, Malta, Moldova and Gibraltar in the UEFA rankings. Um, they are one below Lithuania.
1: You know what? That's actually higher than I would have guessed if you'd have told me to guess. I would have just said just above Gibraltar and San Marino. I didn't think they are above Liechtenstein.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I for some reason I thought Liechtenstein were better than that. But uh, yeah, tiny country again, full of old people. Um interesting Lichtenstein fact. A lot of their gross domestic produce is uh from dentures.
1: <laughs> Make of you will. Make of you want will. What?
0: <laughs> Make of you will want <laughs> that. <laughs> Does word good. Me, me, words say well, yes. (laughs) We, we talk, we, we talk foot, foot game. So, the Andorra national team currently have nine wins from 186 games. Um, the 41 year old center back, I should have looked up how to pronounce this before we started. Is it Lima? It is Lima. I just can't say his first name. Like, L- Ledefons Lima <laughs> mm. has played 133 games for the Tricolors. Uh, he started in 1997. He is the second player to have played for his national side in four different decades, the other being Finland's Jerry Elitaminen. Oh, nice. Which I'm also probably not saying properly. Um Also, despite being a centre-back, he's netted 20% of all Andorra's goals to date. No. What's that? Because like, um, they're... Sorry?
1: How many? Like four?
0: Oh, God. I think it was like it was something like 33. What? I mean, hang on. I've not done my research properly here, have I...
1: There's no way he scored 33 goals.
0: <sighs> Lima Andorra.
1: Uh, eleven. Whoa, <laughs> that's still not, good going. Not quite
0: thirty-three, but not not bad going. I'm gonna see who the second all-time top scorer is if I can. Four. Uh, five. Ooh. And that guy actually is a right winger. So.
1: Do they not just anyway? Do they just not breed strikers?
0: Well, I don't know. I feel like if you're male and you play football, you've got a pretty good chance of being sort of around the national team. Yeah. Anyway, so they have two tiers of football in the country. they got 14 teams all in if you don't count the reserve teams. Um, but they do curiously have a national club team called FC Andorra. Um, that play in the Spanish league system in the Segunda Division B.
1: Ooh, I know about them. I think they're actually owned by um, PK.
0: Really? I think. Oh, yeah. So they are. That bit of information slipped past me. Don't That's worry. funny. I wonder if that's because um you know PK is a big supporter of um Catalan independence and they actually speak Catalan in Andorra. Ah, uh, maybe. Um in any case, they actually predate the national team of Andorra by more than 50 years. Huh? Which is a bit of a curiosity. So, they yeah. were formed in uh 1942. And I think the national team were formed in 1996.
1: Christ. So Lima's pretty much played for them for all but one of their years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's how I remembered. Wow. But FC FC Andorra don't actually have any Andorran players. So, you know. Yeah, makes sense. They're all Spanish. Um, But yeah, away from the fancy stuff. The story that I have for you today takes us back to the mid-90s and the pub team that became Andorra's first team to play in a European competition. This is the story, Darren, of C.E. Principat. Cannot wait. Ever heard of them? No, actually. Well, they were founded in 1989 by the Real Madrid Supporters Club of Charlie's Restaurant. (laughs) I believe that was initially their name. But, um they they very quickly won five consecutive Andorra national cups starting in the 94-95 season and three consecutive Premier League titles from 1996 1997 so they were for a time outside of FC Andorra the absolute giants of the national game so I don't know that may say more about the state of football in and Andorra at the time than anything else but um the, the 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 team that finished runners up in ninety-six, ninety seven, the first season that Charlie's restaurant, whatever they were called, won it, were um FC Andorra veterans. So the sort of uh, semi retired players of FC
1: Andorra. Crikey. The but I
0: digress. Um that mean that meant that for the ninety seven, ninety eight UEFA Cup. Uh Principat entered the first qualifying round where they drew drumroll. Dundee United. Hooray! Who had uh finished third that season in the Scottish Premier League. Big fan of that. Uh so uh in the in the build-up to this, the club were treated to one of the most uncharitable articles I've ever seen about a David and Goliath matchup, like a uh, you know, in this country, they tend to be quite respectful. Uh, yeah. You know, they this, tend to try the, and yeah. paint the lower league club in a good light.
1: Despite there being a 78 place gap in the pyramid. That's usually the term
0: they use. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, they love their football in this part of the country.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: As if, like, you know, people in Colchester don't love their football or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is courtesy of the Mirror circa 1997. And I've picked out some extracts for you. So the headline. Here we go, here we go. United will face barber Ians. <laughs> Dundee United face a hair-raising encounter with an Andorran pub team in the UEFA Cup. <laughs> Soccer Amoeba's Charlie's Restaurant or <laughs> CE Prince Pat, as they now prefer to be known have a barber for president and he's offered to scalp the Tanadise side that is Dundee (laughs) United. Yeah. The Tangerines were yesterday drawn to face the champions of the tiny principality squeezed between Spain and France in the UEFA Cup preliminaries. The unknown amateurs, who all support Spanish stars Real Madrid, get together after work for a kick-around before going to their local Charlie's for a drink. And their president, Tomas Gomez, 53, said, I cut the hair of most of our players, <laughs> and I'd be honoured if Dundee United visited me before the match. Of course I would cut their hair for free. <laughs> UEFA officials ruled that the principality couldn't enter Europe with a pub team's name, which is a bit...
1: What, what that's defines... You know, yeah,
0: that's isn't it? That's disgusting. Like that.
1: That's disgusting. I so, would... I would definitely support a team called Charlie's Restaurant FC <laughs> all the way through Europe. I'd be there every every time.
0: But their response to this was pretty great. Um, so the Andorans went for Real Madrid instead, and unsurprisingly, <laughs> weren't allowed to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> Real Madrid, two. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> So in the end, they became C.E. Principat and will play United on July the 23rd. Uh, this is where it starts to get a bit dire. Um, a sports reporter for Andorra's national newspaper, Diary, said Charlie's are absolutely terrified after hearing the draw. They only won the league here because the other teams were dreadful and now they're <laughs> in a European Championship. They have less than 0% chance of winning. That's your own press.
1: (laughs) We like those odds. Christ, I would have loved to have the the pre-match conference with that guy.
0: (laughs) Uh, United boss Tommy McLean was still insisting on caution yesterday. He said, we've waited long enough to get back into Europe and we don't intend on wasting this opportunity. We're happy, although getting to Andorra might be a problem. I'm told Principat are based up a mountain, but we'll get there. We definitely won't be demeaning Principat in any way. Complacency is the curse of the game. Neil Duffy's been there, and he says it's a ski resort, but his help won't guarantee him a place in the team. Principat's season doesn't start until September, so it means we're going in blind. We've been asking about videos for their games, but there aren't any because they're amateurs and they don't film matches. Mm. And uh, given that in the previous season, C.E. Prince only lost one match in the Andorran League and scored 114 goals, it appeared that they weren't a club to be taken lightly, at least on the face of it. Um, <laughs> i <I'm> not
1: sure <laughs> if that quite stacks up as logic, but...
0: Well, again, I was digging through some old articles and writing in When Saturday Comes in September 1997, Alan Petullo wrote... A principality dug into the Pyrenees between France and Spain, Andorra is not the pastoral haven you might assume. Thanks to its tax-free status, it has been variously described as a drive-in supermarket and a cross between Shangri-La and Heathrow Duty Free. Mm. So, before I get into how the match ended, I've also got I've also gone back to the. Dundee United Archive which is a blog that you can have a look on WordPress which um, if you're into Dundee United and you've somehow not seen this it's worth a look. It's pretty cool.
1: Interestingly when I went to Barcelona and hired a car it was actually one of the clauses in the contract that I could drive abroad in the car but I couldn't visit Andorra. Hmm. And I'm guessing it's probably some sort of political status reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, did did they give you any reason for that, or were they just like, don't go to Andorra?
1: It was just, it was just like afterwards, like
0: it's a silly place.
1: Well, it's one of those things where when you get given the two hundred page contract at the airport, you just sign it because you want to get out in the road, but oh, yeah. then. Then a few days later, I was like, I wonder what's actually in this thing. And then started reading it. I was like, why can't I visit Andorra? That was the only reason I came to Barcelona, to drive six hours to Andorra. <laughs> but I couldn't do it.
0: There's a cracking picture here of um, some Dundee United fans in 1997, just uh, with giant flags at this like tiny stadium.
1: You can guarantee that if you went back or if you went there now somewhere in some Andorran pub or probably in Charlie's restaurant, it'll just be rammed with like tangerines, merchandise, flags. And I I think that's worth the visit alone.
0: Oh, sure. So anyway, um, quoting from the Dundee United Archive. By the time of the first goal in the 14th minute, Stephen Presley had already managed to miss kick in front of goal. And Lars Zetterlund, great name, had shot wide from 25 yards, provoking derisive cries of burro from the home fans, which I looked up uh, in Catalan means donkey. Buro, Buro. Burro. (laughs) Burro. You know what you know you know what it's like when you when you feel like you haven't got much chance, all you can do is break the uh the away team. Yeah. But um unfortunately that bravado was short lived. Um and eventually Dundee United unsurprisingly absolutely marmalised Charlie's Angels. Um it was 8-0 at Estadi Communal with four goals from Robert Winters. And nine 0 back at Tannadice Park with Gary McSweegan getting a hat trick. However, considering United had overcome Barcelona a decade previous in the same competition, three one on aggregate, yeah. if you remember, um, you you know you almost have to say fair play to the emphatically amateur Andorans.
1: Well, if you would have asked me. I, well, I was going to ask if it was two legs, but if you were to ask me what score it was before you told me, I would have just said it had to have been double figures. So
0: It was it, double figures.
1: But not over the 90 minutes. It, it took them two games to get there. Oh, yeah. So, I, better than I what, expected.
0: From what I read, uh, United's fans did seem to recognise this and reportedly gave the visitors a rapturous reception. Uh Printer, Pr- printer, printer! Goalkeeper, oh. as uh, as Patulo puts it in when Saturday comes, um, was seen deliriously punching the air as he left the pitch at halftime due to the 5 0 interval scoreline. <laughs> so he obviously was quite proud of that.
1: Yeah, I bet he was told if you if you can concede less than ten, we'll buy you a new printer for your office. <laughs>
0: Prince of goalkeeper just to like talk about one of our other podcast series reminds me of the sadly no longer with us discipline of manager secretary
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> prince of goalkeeper
0: it was uh, it was suggested the real victory for prince apart was not was not having beaten the record for biggest aggregate defeat in the uefa cup which uh, remains to this day Luxembourg Stade Dudelange zero uh, Benfica eighteen in the well, well, nineteen sixty five sixty six preliminary round. And I'm guessing that was back when it was just one leg as well. Uh, no, I, that that was that was that was uh, two it legs was... also. Eighteen 0
1: Eighteen
0: nil. You see,
1: I've not been a huge fan of this Europa UA Conference League or whatever it's called but I guess all of the teams that make it to continental competition despite what people may think are not equal
0: No but you know I think it's worth it for when magical things do happen like those that Slovakian team no one ever heard of beat Spurs the other night Oh yeah, Slovenia. Yeah. That's gonna be the greatest night in their history. And you know, I don't yeah. think I don't think any of us have a right to deny anyone the chance at that. And I'm sure that um Principia had a really, really good time. Sounded like they, you know, got on well with the United fans. Probably something that they remember fondly. It
1: builds up those really nice inter-club relations that must be absolutely rife across Europe as well, probably the world, but in Europe, I know you were saying with Bristol Rovers, basically any other team that plays in the blue and white check and
0: mm.
1: kit yeah. basically just becomes friends with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a little friendship with Sabadell that we yeah. even ended up playing them in a friendly And also there are some St. Pauli fans that um, come to Rovers matches a couple of times a year because of the Pirate connection.
1: I was just going to say that's the magic of it, isn't it? Because Europa, UEFA, whatever, the qualifying rounds are always going to draw up those into Milan versus the champions of Latvia type fixtures or whatever. But for clubs like Dundee United, you can imagine they're themselves are very excited to be in Europe as well, despite being Hmm. big, big favourites. So when they get there, as much as it's just going to be a mauling, the fans must absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, you know, probably wouldn't have gone to Andorra otherwise. And I'll tell you what, um, Dundee United lost the next game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I can't remember who, too. I did look this up. Uh, Bear with me.
1: Well, that's the thing about it, isn't it? With, um, with that level of competition, you might be the overwhelming favourites in the first round, but then get smashed in the second round. Because there's always going to be... When you're Dundee United, there's always going to be a bigger boy in town.
0: They lost uh, 2-1 on aggregate to... Oh, Jesus. Trabzonspor. Oh, yeah, from Turkey. From Turkey, yeah. Good team. Hmm. anyway so another another like little funny bit of trivia Um, on the night of the first leg the president of FC Andorra was seen handing out club badges and pens with abandon to the Scots who had congregated at his seafood restaurant however even good humour could not disguise his being a trifle miffed at those pesky amateur upstarts from the barbershop down the road (laughs) So he's like mad at, have, at the, you know, Charlie's restaurant getting all the European attention while he's in the like Spanish fourth of the division. Yeah. Having watched see Principat's European build up with growing envy, the professionals, who currently slug out in the regional division of the Spanish league, wanted a slice of the action and seriously considered a move to the Andorran amateur league. They have since decided against. Such a downgrading of status, though this might come anyway, given their perilous financial plight. Until then, the school gatekeepers, travel agents, and postmen of C.E. Principat will continue to hold sway in the clubs and bars of Andorra, replete with exotic tales of far-off Dundee. Oh,
1: that's, that's a, a nice I, one.
0: Lifted all that from uh, when Saturday comes, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really nice considering usually our stories are of corruption. <laughs>
0: Yeah, quite no, this is, this is actually a nice one. Um, and, you know, just, just uh, for the benefit of hindsight, FC Andorra never did go into the Andorran Amateur League. No, well, like I say, I think, still I, think PK,
1: I think PK actually stopped them from going extinct and just sort of ploughed yeah, a fair. load of money in, which is you know, the sort of thing he does. I think, isn't he also the, the guy who's currently propping at Barcelona by playing for free?
0: <laughs> Possibly. So, so I, it, I, I really enjoyed this story because, like, it kind of, I think the equivalent would be if, you know, go with me on this one if Stoke on Trent seceded from the UK <laughs> and um, Stoke and Port Vale decided to stay in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. And um, then, say, we started a. We started a pub team like, you know, the, the, the Terrace, Shelton, Macclesfield supporters team, yeah. and somehow became like the top dogs of Stoke on Trent football and made it into like a European Cup.
1: Which could happen.
0: Could happen. And I, and I will add a bit of a happy postscript uh, for, Prince, for, the, for Prince of Pat's story because they did um, get into Europe for the next two years running hey. and they did manage to notch a goal in, in next season's UEFA Cup against Hungary's Ferenc <sighs> <in Svavrosi>, TC. <laughs> However, they still lost 14-1 on aggregate, but we're using the San Marino standards here.
1: Yeah, yeah. They got the goal. They'd have been chuffed with that. A goal in Europe when you... (laughs) Well, realistically, when you're called Charlie's Restaurant FC. That's good going.
0: Something to write home about. But unfortunately, they ceased to exist in 2015.
1: Ah, what about? I don't suppose you know the detail of Charlie's restaurant? Is that still open? Because I'd love to go and visit.
0: Um, we've got to add that to our. Point.
1: We've got to add that to our bucket list. Go and watch your Charlie's game in Andorra. And
0: um. Please,
1: please be open. Um, please be open. I'm not sure. Uh If it to- is we're going
0: might have to research that off air folks sorry oh pina real madrid Andorra. this is very promising
1: here we go the next abroad ground talk is sorting itself out as we speak
0: oh it might be this anyway yeah i will look into this more offline
1: nice if you don't right,
0: hear did from you enjoy us that?
1: Yeah, really liked that. And if you don't hear yeah. us from us for a while, then we've gone off to go and start up our uh, seafood restaurant in Stoke in anticipation of the almighty secede of the city before we become European giants.
0: I think I may have used all the dad jokes on CNN's dad joke generator. <laughs> oh, oh, no, here's fine. one. Once- Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Before, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Before, oh, 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 do a country.
1: So, yeah, before you do that, I've got to pick the next country, but I am not picking it for you. I am picking it for our oh, guests. Oh, yeah. We have got a guest challenger coming on the podcast next time. and
0: a Challenger approaches.
1: Exactly. From the Sports Social Network, we've managed to entice... Alex from Scoreless Thriller Podcast and I've just done the video before we went on air and he has been drawn to think of a story well, research a story, hopefully won't you think of one from Belize
0: He's not coming again, is he?
1: (laughs) We will get no repeat business from this venture
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, Alex
1: We'll see you soon. Right, now it's the dad joke.
0: I say, I say, I say, Daz.
1: What do you say, Tom?
0: Once you've seen one shopping centre, you've seen the mall. <laughs>
1: oh, I even knew what you were going to say halfway through that one. That's how bad it was.
0: Good night, everybody.
1: Goodbye. Football. <laughs> Everybody's doing it, everybody's playing it, and you heard it. football. Everybody's doing it, everybody's saying it, football's a word. There was a player, he scored a goal, and everybody cheered the goal. Another time, a player got fouled, and everybody booed very loud. Football, everybody's hoping, and everybody's praying, their time playing with the football. Everybody's raving and now they're misbehaving because football has got them in a spin. Send that punk off the pitch, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.